Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Marion and Jim Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, the King's Men, and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Louisiana Hayride. married man comes this haunting question. Button, button, who's got a button? And here, with a buttonless shirt in his left hand and pointing an accusing finger at his spouse with his right, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. What's more, I'm getting pretty tired of finding my shirts with no buttons on them. Do you realize, Mrs. McGee, that this is the third time that this has happened? When were the other two times? Well, once was in June of 1908 and... The other time was 19... Uh, no, that was... In, well, let's see. Uh, let's see, 1917, the Army turned me down on account of flat feet. In 1918, they took me anyway. <laughs> it was in 1919, that's when it was. Or was it? Oh, or was it? never mind, dearie. Hand me my sewing basket and I'll sew a button on that shirt. Okay. Wow. Is this just a sewing basket? Look at the stuff you got in it. A Reader's Digest, bag of gumdrops... Deck of cards, a radio script, a compact... Well, uh, look! A hard-boiled egg. Uh, that's a china egg, foolish. I use it to darn socks. Oh. Well, I wish you'd keep our scripts and our eggs in different places. <laughs> oh, come on, Molly. Hurry up. i got to get downtown on important business. What important business? I don't suppose you think it's important who's going to be the next president of the United States. Why, certainly it's important, but what have you got to do with it? Oh, I'm going to meet the fellows in front of Joe's tavern, and we're going to discuss it. Oh. <laughs> I see. The pool room primaries. You always... Oh, McGee. Now what? I haven't any white thread. I'll have to run over to the ten-cent store and get some. All right. Get ready and come with me. Okay. Now hurry. Well, I can't hurry any faster. Well, why not? I'm putting on this turtleneck sweater, and it's slowed me down. <laughs> fuss about a little white thread. <laughs> hey, Molly. Molly, it's too warm to wear that fur coat. Oh, it's never too warm to wear a new fur coat, dearie. Anyway, if it gets too hot, I'll just close my eyes and remember how much it costs. That always gives me a chill. <laughs> well, let's go. 
I think I'm going to be a success in this fur coat, dearie. What do you mean? I just saw the curtains twitch in Mrs. Gildersleeve's front window. <laughs> she stands in the window all day and checks up on the neighbors. When she was younger and her hair was redder, they called her the Orange Pico. <laughs> hey, look, Molly, here comes Mrs. Uppington. Oh, goody, I was hoping we'd meet her today. Goody? Oh, <laughs> I see, on account of the new fur coat, eh? Yes. <laughs> and if it doesn't make her face fall farther than they lifted it the last time, I'll be... Mrs. Uppington, so nice to see you. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? And Mr. McGee? Happy, as the amateur ski jumper says when they asked him how the takeoff looked, hi. May, <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't it a simply lovely day to be... Oh, my dear. Oh, what a gorgeous fur coat. Fur coat? Oh, 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 yes, this. <laughs> ah, yes, it's just a little thing I had made up to bum around in. <laughs> Siberian chinchilla. Really? Oh, uh, you had it made? Oh, then it's yours. (laughs) Why, of course it's mine. I got it at the same place where you got the ermine wrap you wear at the opera. You know, the one you always have sent home on approval. (laughs) Well, really, it looks devastating on you, Mrs. McGee. It takes away that dumpy... I I mean, you don't look so pudgy. Uh, uh, Well, it simply does wonders for your figure, my dear. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Uppington. So sweet of you. And I do value your opinion so much. Oh, now, please, my dear. No, no, really. They say you are one of the best-dressed women in the country in your day. And in the country. Uh, So you... uh, really like my coat, do you? Oh, indeed I do, Mrs. McGee. You know, I think I shall order two exactly like it. They'd make charming little rugs for my rumpus room. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) They'll feel so lovely underfoot. Well, I wouldn't know about that, Mrs. Uppington. So few of our guests come barefooted. (laughs) Ah, yes, I... uh, What? Mrs. McGee, do you mean that my guests are... Very well. Uh, Goodbye. Goodbye, You should have got a pilot's license with that coat, Molly. I thought the fur was going to fly any minute. I'm kind of sorry, though, that you and Uppy ain't better friends. Why, McGee? Well, you two girls could have such a lot of fun together, hunting mice. Are you inferring, Fibber McGee, that your wife is Catty? Oh, no, but it wouldn't surprise me to see you two sitting on a back fence some moonlight night singing a duet. <laughs> now, look here, dearie. If you think I'm going to stand here and listen... Why, McGee, you're catching cold. Oh, no, I ain't either. Well, you must be. Your eyes are watering and your nose is all red. Now, that don't prove anything. Your Uncle Dennis always had a red nose and watery eyes, too, and he didn't have a cold. <laughs> We won't discuss me, Uncle Dennis. Okay. I think he's pretty unspeakable myself. <laughs> dead, Red, the dead. Oh, there, Mr. McGee. Oh. Hello, McGee. How do you do, Mr. Gildersleeve? Oh, hi, Throcky. What are you sniffling for, McGee? You got a little cold? Who, me? Oh, no, I'm just rehearsing for a masquerade party tonight. I'm going as a bird dog. <laughs> A bird dog, eh? <laughs> you know, McGee, I'm sorry you're not a bird dog. Huh? Oh, I'd love to walk along behind you with a shotgun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, look here, Gildersleeve. I, I... Uh... Oh, 
Mr. Gildersleeve? Don't you think McGee should go home and take care of that cold? I certainly do, Mrs. McGee. You know, I take him home, give him an ice-cold shower, let him take 20 long breaths in front of an open window, and pile into bed with just a sheet over him and an ice pack on his head. Oh, heavenly days. Go on, that'd kill me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I believe it would, McGee. <laughs> Well, I didn't expect any sympathy from you, Gildersleeve. You got about as much tenderness as a nightclub sirloin. Is that so? Yes, that's all. And you deserve about as much sympathy as a tarantula with a toothache. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, all right. Break it up here, boys. Break it up. Well. <laughs> McGee, are you going to do something about that cold? Yes, and I think the first thing I better do is get out of this big wind that's blowing around here. <laughs> what you really ought to do is go home and get a coat on, McGee. That turtleneck sweater you've got on is terrible. Don't tell me what to wear, Gildersleeve. I know clothes. Yeah. I've been known as a snappy dresser all my life. Why, even as a tiny baby, I can remember my nurse showing me off to people and saying, ain't he a dapper little fellow? <laughs> dapper Diaper McGee, I was known as. <laughs> McGee, the ding-dong daddy of doggy dressers, devastating dimple debutantes as I dined and danced from dawn to dusk in my devilish dandifying diggity duds, duped in denim or dolled up in dinner dress with diamonds dangling from my digits, drawn dirty digs from disappointed dumbbells that didn't dare do it up in decent dry goods, and doggone if I wasn't disgusted and derided from a dilly drapery from Dutch Guiana's Dells of Death to the Take It, Billy, I'm out of breath. <laughs> Molly to return, I'd like your attention for just a minute. Here's some great news from Racine. Listen to this letter. Dear Harlow, don't forget to tell our listeners about the new consumer dividend we have just declared for all our loyal customers. A dividend of one-third more for their money when they buy Johnson's self-polishing blow coat and Johnson's paste or liquid wax. Tell every housewife that right now on most dealers' counters, she will find extra-large packages of blow coat and Johnson's wax containing one-third more than the regular sizes. She pays only the regular price. The extra one-third is her free consumer dividend. Tell her we declared this dividend in appreciation of the way she has been buying these famous polishes. This offer is good on all important sizes, pints, pounds, quarts, gallons, and so forth, but only while the supply of these extra-large packages lasts. Tell her to hurry if she wants to get one-third more free next time she buys Johnson's Glow Coat or Johnson's Paste or Liquid Wax. any farther. I think you ought to go home and go to bed while you're sniffling and sneezing Oh, no, like... I'm okay, Molly. Ah, ah, <clears throat> Boy, this sure crept up on me quick, didn't it? Well, try and close your pores a few minutes, dearie. <laughs> what do you mean, close my pores? What do you think my skin is made out of, Venetian blinds? <laughs> Why did this happen to happen to me? Hi, Just... mister, hi. Oh, hello there, little girl. You better not get too close to me. Why? I, I got a cold in the head. Or something. It must be a cold. Hmm. Huh? Hmm? 
I says, look, don't you know colds are contagious? I know it. Say, mister, you remember my doggy, Margaret? Uh-huh. He's got a bad cold, too. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, she has, has he? <laughs> Incidentally, what kind of a dog is Margaret? A poinsettia. <laughs> Go on. A poinsettia is a flower. It ain't a dog. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, no, it ain't. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, no, it ain't. Oh, yes, it... Well, I bet you Margaret is, I bet you. You mean to stand there with your little half socks full of ankles and tell me your dog is a poinsettia? I do. His mother was a pointer and his father was a setter. <laughs> job after school, huh, please, will you, huh? Go on. What could a kid your age do? Take care of your baby. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't got a baby. If we had a baby, I'd be glad to help you out. Oh, that's okay, mister. I'll bring my little brother and take care of him. I got a job. (laughs) Well, grow me a beard and call me Orson. You hear that, Molly? She's going to bring up... Oh, come on, McGee. I think it's time you did something for that cold. Maybe I had better get a checkup, Molly. Uh, What doctor shall we go to? Well, there's a doctor's office right over there. You see the sign? Dr. Snapple? Well, hello there, folks. How's everything? I got a bad cold. (laughs) Uh, By the way, Mr. Wilcox, uh, what do you know about that Dr. Snapple across the street? Oh, he's all right. Great hand with animals. Animals? Oh, he's a horse doctor. Sure, but he'll take care of you, Fibber. You're full of horse feathers. You see, you see, he being a doctor, I often talk to him about Look, how... Look, Harlow, I, 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 I... Hey, let go of me. Oh, what's that the all? idea, Mr. Hey, Wilcox? If you pull the neck of that sweater over his face like that, he'll smother. Oh, no, he won't, no, he won't. But I wanted to tell you how I sold Johnson's wax to Doc Snapper. Hey, I said, look, Doc, I said, being a doctor, you've got to have an office that's not only immaculately clean, but can be kept clean with very little effort. Hey, just a minute, Fibber, just a minute now. I told him that Johnson's Wax would cut his office cleaning down to a minimum and would give that instant impression of gleaming, polished sanitation so important to a doctor's office. Quiet, quiet, be quiet. No dust, no fingerprints, everything sealed against dirt and dampness. Shut up a minute. So I sold him a big order of Johnson's Wax. Okay, Fibber, what were you saying? Dad dreaded luck. What's the idea? Pulling my sweater over my face and me with a sneeze coming on. Well, look, the way Johnson's Wax beautifies and protects floors and furniture is nothing to sneeze at, and you know it. Well, I hope it's nothing trivial, pal. If I were you, I'd try Dr. Cyclops down in the next block. So long, kids. He sure loves his work, don't he? Oh, he does. That guy wouldn't mind going to the electric chair if it had Johnson's Wax on it. It'll be just a love seat to him. <laughs> well, I suppose he certainly Oh, good day, my dear. And good day to you, Knuckle Brush. <laughs> Why, what seems to be a trouble? Oh, he's got a bad cold, Mr. Boomer. I'm taking him to a doctor right now. Totally unnecessary, my dear. I have with me the famous old Boomer remedy for a cold which has been in my family for generations. Which, the cold or the remedy? <laughs> Both, Sniffle Snozzle. We were so susceptible to colds and coughs, we became known as the whooping boomers. <laughs> this remedy was devised by my great-grandmother, Beulah Boomer. 
who was stolen by the gypsies when a mere child. Oh, yes. not really. Yes, indeed. But she came back the next morning with four gypsies which she'd stolen herself. <laughs> well, let's see the cold remedy, Boomer. Might save me a doctor bill. Uh, certainly, certainly. Now, where did I put Grandma Beulah's cold cure? Have it right here somewhere. Cold cure, cold cure. Here's a small bottle of nitroglycerin. Have to be pretty careful with that. I remember young Louis the Lamb from Alabama got blown up that way. Careless fellow. <laughs> but that was Louis all over. <laughs> Here's a note from another unfortunate lad. Poor chap. Just discovered a gold mine in California. Terrible predicament. Well, what's so terrible about that? My dear, he struck gold while digging a tunnel under a wall in Alcatraz. Oh. Ah, what's this? Oh, yes, a small electric battery for a jockey's saddle. <laughs> Say, tell me, do the horses around here run on AC or DC? Can't you tell by looking at the plugs? <laughs> Go scratch yourself, Seabiscuit. <laughs> Let me see now. Here's an entry blank in the Bob Hope baby naming contest. <laughs> Odd circumstance. Toothpaste program giving a prize to name a person with no teeth. <laughs> a check for a short beer. Well, well, imagine that. No cold cure. I must get busy with a Ouija board and ask Grandma for another copy. Good day, my dear. Good day, being bad. <laughs> King's men present their own beautiful arrangement of Lazy Rolls the Rio Grande.
Dad, it, why do I have to go and catch this? <laughs> oh, heavenly days. Hurry, dearie. The doctor's just a few doors down the street. Uh, well, right? for scream's sake. Hello there, Cupid. Hello, Fizzard. Why, hello, Mr. DePopolis. Hi, Annette. Why, in the name of, for the love of goodness sakes, is the matter with Fizzard, Cupid? Ah, uh, <laughs> the poor lad seems to have just caught a bad cold in the head. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad, Fizzard. Why don't you try the remedies I'm getting from my brother? He just sent it to me day behind yesterday. Who sent it to you, Nick? My brother, Laos. Well, that's a fine way to talk about your brother. Oh, that is not meaning to be a derogatory remark, Cupy. That's my brother's name, Laos. You see, when I'm being born, my mother is meaning to call me Nicolaus, but I am turning out to be twins. Twins? Sure. So my mother is calling me Nicky and my brother Lousy. <laughs> well, you know, it was all very confusing, I'm thinking. All day long, people were always asking me, Boy, are you him? <laughs> what about that cold cure, Nick? Oh, yes. Well, first, Fizzer, you take a Greek steam bath. Oh, well, what's that? Well, it's kind of a wet hot foot, but all over. <laughs> kind of a Turkish bath, eh? Exactly. Only it's entirely different. Oh. With a Greek steam bath, you're leaving all your clothes on. Uh-huh. It wouldn't hurt that suit a bit. <laughs> well, is that all there is to it? No. Then you're going right to bed and lay all night between the spring and the mattress. <laughs> between the spring and the mattress? What's that for? To press the suit. Then in the morning, you're taking three pills. What kind of pills? Personally, I like the round ones. <laughs> and then you're taking hot eggnogs, and believe me, you're feeling like a different man. Well. Mm, sounds very efficacious. Oh, what's the difference how it tastes, Cupid? Can you remember all those directions, Fizzer? Sure. A Turkish bath, a good night's sleep, a few round pills, and a hot eggnog. That sounds like a marvelous remedy. Yeah, I'll say it does. Say, it does, doesn't it? I wish you would write it down for me sometime in case I'm getting a case of influenema. And thank you very much for telling me about it. Well, so long, Fitzer. So long, Cupid. What we really need, McGee, is a sure cure for all the people we know who know sure cures. <laughs> well, here's Dr. Cyclops' office. How do you do? I hope you have an appointment with Dr. Cyclops. He's extremely busy these days. Well, uh, how's he getting along with his book, dearie? Oh, he's... Why, how did you know the doctor was writing a book? Well, why should he be an exception? <laughs> I was going to write a medical book myself once, sis, but it was about a doctor that had his practice in Africa. And one day he started to give a gal a hypo, and when he pinched her, she gives him a dirty look and says, Real haughty, Dr. Livingstone, you presume. Wow. My hot tonight. That ends the first chapter, and the climax of the book starts. Oh, good morning, Dr. Cyclops. Good morning, Miss Jones. My, my, just had an interesting case at the hospital. Man came in and couldn't stop laughing, simply howling with glee. But he's resting now. Well, what was wrong with him, Doc? Oh, just overworked. He was a good humor salesman. <laughs> um, uh, are you waiting to see me? Uh, yes, we were, Doctor. Me husband seems to have a bad cold. Uh, I'm Fibber McGee, Doc, and this is Mrs. McGee. How do you do, I'm sure? 
Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, just step into my office, please. And uh, Miss Jones. Yes, Charlie. Uh, 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 patience present, my pet. <laughs> I, um, if Mr. Dobson calls again, tell him it is medically impractical to build up the fatty tissue in any particular location. Uh, yes, sir. Tell him that if he must go to the doubleheader baseball game this summer to take a cushion. <laughs> That's all. Uh, right, uh, right this way, Mr. McSnipple. Uh, McGee. Oh, yes, 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 um, yes, 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 yes. May I leave me fur coat with you, nurse? Uh, certainly, madam. Oh, thank you. Go ahead, doctor. Now, hmm. uh, sit down, please. Yes. Now then, Mr. McGee. Yes? You say you're a good humor salesman? Yes. No, I ain't a good humor salesman. That was the other case. Remember? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Now, look, doctor. Me husband is suffering from a cold in the head. Will you please examine him? Of course, of course. Pulse, please. Hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Pulse normal. Stick out your tongue. Show him how you can wiggle your ears, too, dearie. How am I, Doc? Well, it's hard to tell, hard to tell. Ever had a bursitis? Any history of green apple colic, uh, bicycle knees? Feel any stiffness after seeing Gone with the Wind? <laughs> well, I'll tell Hey, Molly. Hey, look. I ain't got a sign of a cold now. I ain't even sniffed for five minutes. Mr. McGee is right, Mrs. McGee. He's sure. in perfect health. Yeah. No fever, no cold symptoms whatsoever. No. Boy, do I recuperate. I'm an easy bruise, but a quick heal. <laughs> Doctor. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, oh, uh, I'd suggest you leave your name with Miss Jones as you go out for our mailing list. Having a special on fractures next week. <laughs> Good day. Well, thank you for watching me fur coat, dearie. And I'm glad to say there's nothing wrong with me husband. Hold me coat, McGee. Okay. You see, sis, it was probably just some temporary... Here, here, here. I thought that doctor says there was nothing wrong with oh, me. Dear. Well, if that's what the doctor said, you can depend on it, sir. Oh, yeah? I suppose you think I go around sneezing for my own amazement. Oh, no, sir. Uh, but you might be allergic to something. That would give you the same symptom. But McGee isn't allergic to anything that we know of. No, the only thing I was ever allergic to in my life was rabbits. That's right. Yeah. Rabbit fur always did make you sneeze. Hey, rabbits! Hey, Molly! Rabbits! Don't you get it? Get what? That fur coat. It's rabbits. You got chipped. What? I don't believe it. That ain't a Siberian chinchilla. It's just a house and pepper house coat. <laughs> don't you get it, Molly? I says it ain't Siberian chinchilla. It ain't bunny, McGee. <laughs> Yesterday, a lady asked me, just what is genuine Johnson's wax? I answered... It is a blend of pure waxes, including the extremely durable Carnauba wax from South America, carefully blended to provide the toughest, most wear-resistant material you can possibly put on your floors. In order to have the very best waxes that money can buy, S.C. Johnson & Son maintained their own research laboratory right in Brazil in the heart of the Carnauba wax country. There are many kinds of natural waxes. Some would be too hard for you as a housewife to use. Others would be too soft. 
But Johnson chemists have had 50 years' experience in perfecting the blend of pure waxes which you buy as genuine Johnson's wax. They probably know more about protective household waxes than anybody else in the world. That is why genuine Johnson's wax gives such complete satisfaction. Why it protects and beautifies the floors, furniture, and woodwork of so many thousands of homes the world over. McGee, what's that crate of potatoes on the back porch? Where'd they come from? Oh, didn't you know, Molly? Governor Batalson of Idaho sent us them. Oh, no, really? Sure. Remember how we mentioned my Uncle Spud McGee of Pocatello, Idaho, a couple of weeks ago? Yes. Yeah. Well, Idaho appreciated the plug and sent us a box of potatoes. Well, isn't yeah. that nice? Yeah. So next week, we're kind of planning on writing a show around one of the big automobile plants in Michigan. <laughs> like, uh, like, for instance, Cadillac or Lincoln. Oh, wonderful. Are you listening, Governor Dickinson? Uh, good night. Good night, all. <laughs> This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, inviting you all to join us again next Tuesday night at this same time. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.